Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. This podcast is episode number 220, and it will be about contractors are skilled in construction, but not usually in construction accounting. Almost every contractor understands how to do basic repairs and remodels on a house, um, business, apartment, commercial place. The problem is that as the project grows, it gets a little more complicated. Is it a kitchen remodel? A bathroom model? Upgrading the laundry area? Building a deck? Adding a second story? In addition, adding a garage? Putting in a commercial sink? Putting in all the, the requirements for a, a small say like a, a bistro or a restaurant or is it um, dealing with a tenant improvement in a mall setting see your construction accounting system started small and easy perhaps you tracked everything with bank statements and excel sheets and it worked fine for a while a lot of contractors do that nothing wrong with that whatsoever okay the problem is that later, as your construction company grew and you began to wonder where are you making or losing money, which is job costing, and you realize you need a better under, way to understand your construction job cash flow. So, you do what a lot of contractors do. You purchase QuickBooks, thinking it was quick. And that, my friend, is when the trouble started. Okay? I love QuickBooks. I've used QuickBooks since 1991. It very first came out in the DOS version. I'm very familiar with QuickBooks. QuickBooks is a lot of things. But bless its heart, it's not quick. It's wonderful, but it's not quick. So let's talk about construction a little bit. Every type of project takes planning and skill. Doing a teardown and building a new house? Uh-oh. Maybe zoning doesn't allow for a new house. So technically, it's a major remodel. A lot of times the contractors will do is keep a maybe 100 square feet, 10 foot by 10 foot section of the home, and rebuild everything around it. That's the way of getting around that's called remodeling. Um, in reality, is basically a new house. You see, a brand new contractor without some background in larger projects typically is not going to immediately jump into a large remodel. Now, someone who's done a lot of remodels may not be comfortable building a new house in the ground up. Decisions in any project are with a level of quality of work, how much detail, the size, and the material needed to complete the job. That, we all know, is what decides how much it will cost. Is it a cottage or a mansion? Now, the area of the country makes a difference, too. For example, a half-million-dollar house in one part of the country could be a two-story, four-bath, two-and-a-half, I'm sorry, two-bedroom, four-bedroom. Let's start over. The area of a country makes a difference because, for example, a half million dollar house in one part of the country could be a two-story, four-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath with a wraparound porch. In another part of the country, it may be a three-bedroom rambler with a carport, or even less. See, the cost material may not be a lot cheaper in one area or another. The price of sheetrock and lumber increased 
across the country after Hurricane Sandy and Hurricane Katrina. Now, local labor may be different. It may have increased. It might not have. Um, who really knows? It depends on your area. You see, the skill set needed to complete the handyman repair or insulation, plumbing, heating, electrical, ventilation, roofs, building the additions on a house, or creating a whole house remodel, even building a new house, are not the same. These are all different things. So being able to track all the expenses and do the bookkeeping properly can oftentimes mean the difference between success and failure in your construction company. And we've seen this a lot over the years. I have since the early 1960s. I've seen a lot of contractors do really well, make a lot of money, and a lot of them fail. And most of the time, it's traced back to one simple thing. They didn't have an accounting system. And so I made a lot of decisions based on erroneous reports and information. Very, very costly. See, construction accounting is so much different than regular accounting. Construction accounting requires an entirely different skill set. I can put it to you this way. Um, I myself have been through the process. I have a degree in accounting, and that was fine. That was, you know, a four-year degree, no big deal. Roughly 10,000 hours of study and work. Simple as that. And once you have a foundation of rigor accounting, then you really need another 10,000 hours, or about five years at least, 10 better, in construction accounting. We could use this, uh, use a medical metaphor. It takes a certain amount of time to become a, a medical doctor, an MD. After the person becomes an MD, then they can go specialize in something different. You know, heart surgery, brain surgery, orthodontics, you know, all kinds of different things. I don't know all the different ones, but I know that the foundation is medical doctor. And accounting's the same way. The foundation is regular accounting. And then you need another five years at least to become proficient in construction accounting. Now, that being said, I couldn't agree more, but with an Excel spreadsheet, quite a lot can be done to know your costs and track the bills and to be paid. And many contractors have done this for years, and many contractors will continue doing this for a very long time. Nothing wrong with it. But now, turning that spreadsheet and pile of paperwork to the tax account to file annual taxes, that's going to be a little different story. Because if the tax account has worked for you for years, they understand your method and you can figure out a workaround. In most cases, it's going to cost you more than you should pay, but that's okay. You pay more taxes than you should, and that's just part of the trade-off of giving messy accounting. Now, some tax accounts will set a QuickBooks desktop or some other software to create monthly quarterly numbers leading into the annual profit and loss and balance sheet that they need to file your annual tax return. As you may know, your banker is not quite so willing to try to figure out your financials. They have a limited amount of time to make a presentation to a loan committee, and it's typically five to seven minutes, maybe 10 or 15 if you're a really important customer. So financial statements in your QuickBooks make it easier for your banker and the loan committee to compare financial statements between applicants. So if you want a loan or line of credit at a good price, you really need some financial statements that they understand. And make sure they're, they're with what's called FASBA, F-A-S-B, Financial Accounting Standards Board, or even better yet, very similar. It's called GAP, the Journal Accepted Accounting Principles, because that's what they use. And yes, 
contractors present financial statements in all kinds of different ways to their bankers and say to the banker they can just figure it out. The banker smiles, takes your financial statement, and as soon as you walk out the door, they round file it because they're not even going to bother presenting it to the loan committee. When you come in later, ask about your loan. Oh, oh, gee, I'm really sorry, but I couldn't get it approved. Couldn't get it approved. They didn't even show it to the loan committee. You'd be laughed out of the room. So, enough said there. Now, some contractors have the benefit of being in a small town where the bankers loan them for years. The decision process is a bit more informal. Or at least it was. But as bank regulators have gotten involved with the decision process, what was a simple yes decision may suddenly be a no. A lot of home builders got caught up in that loop and lost property because they could neither sell nor refinance during the last recession. And in my lifetime, I've seen about seven recessions. And I've seen this happen. A lot of home builders get caught up in that loop because they can't sell or refinance their, their homes. And so they, they lost a lot of property, a lot of money. Okay. My question is to you, bless your hearts. And I'm going to say this from the bottom of my heart. I love contractors. I love all contractors. Uh, I've been married for a very long time. 43 years I've been married to my high school sweetheart. I just love her to no end. And her and I have dealt with contractors our entire married life. And I've been, I grew up in a construction family. So I love contractors. I know all kinds of contractors. From the dog and pickup truck to the salt of the earth, to the professional, to the enterprise. I know a bunch of contractors. And now that I said that with love in my heart and a lot of respect, I hope, I hope, hope, hope you are not one of those contractors who are counting on, quote unquote, the kindness of others, unquote. It's kind of a, a slight quote from a classic movie. I believe it was Gone with the Wind. With the, at one point, somebody in, in the movie, the the protagonist had said, I get by on the kindness of others or something of that nature. I don't know exactly what it was. So if you're counting kind of kindness of others for solutions to your lack of good bookkeeping, well, you'd be better off trying to herd balloons on a windy day or herd cats. Because sometimes it's harder to avoid doing something that would be than it would be to find a qualified construction bookkeeper to do the bookkeeping for your construction company. Now, here's my parent, my parental side showing, yes, <laughs> I praise kids. We sure I both did. We have two wonderful children. I just love them to no end. But many times our kids would spend more time avoiding their homework, cleaning up their rooms, doing their chores, and they would do all this while explaining why it wasn't done why they shouldn't have to do it. And in many cases, they spent more time explaining their situation than it would take them to just do it. Bless their hearts. And they, they're grown out of that house now. And they understand the process. They're doing 10,000 times better. I love them both. They're fantastic. As construction accountants, Sherry and I, and everybody else working here at Fast Easy Accounting, we understand there are too many tasks tasks to running a construction company. We've had several of them. We've operated, owned, operated, and sold several construction companies. We understand. There's not enough time of the day. This is why we developed processes, procedures, and we use software and apps to make it easy as possible for our clients, you included. 
See, construction accounting is a real pain, but we do have a system, and our system is the solution. Because as contractors, it's not that you can't do it, but the question is, is it the highest and best use of your time? Wow. I'm positive you can enter fuel slips in the QuickBooks. I'm positive you can enter basic transactions in the QuickBooks. Because construction accounting is basically 95% boring, just like flying a plane, and 5% sheer terror. So 95% is actually pretty simple. My only question is, is there a better use of your time talking to prospects, looking at a job, creating an estimate, writing up an invoice, collecting the money, going to the bank, deposit the money, paying your insurance, cleaning your truck, even sleeping might be a better use of your time than bookkeeping. You see, the basics in our world is all about the five KPIs, or Key Performance Indicators, and you can find those at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash KPI. I've got a whole discussion here about Key Performance Indicators, and I'll give you the rundown of what they are. Number one is cash on hand. How much cash do you have? Number two is accounts receivable. Number three is accounts payable. Number four is a balance sheet. Number five is a profit and loss. And let's go back to that briefly again. Number one, cash on hand. I like cash because cash is a fact. Profit is an opinion. Accounts receivable report, that's cash coming in. Accounts payable, that's cash going out. Are you seeing a pattern here? It's all about cash. Now the balance sheet has the three O's. The first O is what you own. The second O are assets. The second O is what you owe. Liabilities. So assets minus liabilities owned minus owed equals what's left over. And what's left over, well guess what? That's your equity. That's what your business is worth. Now profit and loss, again I said cash is a fact, profit is an opinion. And profit and loss, the, accuracy, the opinion and accuracy depends on the bookkeeper. But the five KPI reports are very important. Let me just put it this way, a little example, this may help. If you have a truck or a van or a car for your construction company, you're looking at five reports all the time. And you do it so automatically, you don't even notice it. But if something is out of whack or something's wrong, then your reticular activation device, that part of the brain, sees that something is wrong and brings it to your attention through the amygdala and says, wake up, we got a problem here. Well, in the truck dashboard, the number one report is the speedometer. That's the most important thing. That correlates to the QuickBooks dashboard, cash on hand. Number two report in your truck is called the tachometer. How much is the engine revving up? In QuickBooks, the equivalent is accounts receivable. Cash coming in. Number three report is the fuel gauge. And that relates to QuickBooks. Accounts payable. Cash going out. Fuel going out. Number four is the oil temperature. You got to kind of watch that oil temperature. Because that in the QuickBooks world is the balance sheet. Is everything in balance? Is it just right? Not too hot, not too cold. Number five in the truck dashboard is the water temperature. And that relates to the QuickBooks as profit and loss. So if you get to the point where you look at those five key reference indicators every day, I call them the five at five for five. Five reports at 5 p.m. It'll take you five minutes to do that. And just so you know, um, I was a contractor myself. 
I'm a very large man. I'm about six foot tall and 275 pounds and I'm fairly solid and I have cucumbers for fingers. Um, I still type fairly fast, but that's my story. And I have worked with a lot of contractors, my size and larger, that have very large fingers and very large hands. And I can teach you how to watch, look at that five KPI reports on your QuickBooks. Every contractor I've worked with, once they see how it works, it does take them less than five minutes because I've timed them. I've had a few that'll take a lot more the first time around because they're fascinated with those reports. But on a daily basis, less than five minutes, and it is so wonderful. Enough said, let's not beat that horse to death. I will make a, a quick side mention that we are actually in Washington State, up here on the left coast of the United States, and Washington State is a sales tax-driven state. We don't have income tax yet. Give them time. But one of the issues that contractors discover in tax-driven states is that sales taxes due at the time of purchase unless they have a resale permit. Now, sales tax reports are usually due either monthly, quarterly, or annually, depending on um, whatever the state has decided about each contractor. Some items purchased are consumables. Now, suppliers have the exact list. Here's the rub, or the key, if you're in a sales tax-driven state. If a purchase is made on April 1st with a sales tax paid to the source, the supplier, and a tax return is paid quarterly, that return is due on July 31st. Therefore, the sales tax was paid months earlier than necessary. Okay, When sales tax is paid earlier than necessary, it impacts cash flow. Filling to get job deposits impacts cash flow. Filling to outline payment schedule with a client on larger projects. And by the way, this is kind of a fact of, of the way things work in construction. I have seen this for the last five decades, going on six decades. Most Customers, especially homeowners. I love homeowners. I'm a homeowner, and I'm guilty of this too. Most homeowners have a beer income and a champagne diet. So, very important you get the money, get the money, get the money. Outline those payment schedules with a client on larger projects. Make sure you get paid weekly, bi weekly, or by a milestone in the job. Okay? You're a contractor, not a banker. Don't loan money. Enough said. If you fail to send a, a notice to the owner, which is your lien rights, and you're relying on the notice to the owner by, uh, owner by your material supplier, this is helpful, but only to the amount of material bill. I do encourage you to send the notice to the owners regularly. Okay, It's not a problem. Um, case in point, we've had several construction companies. I've only had maybe three people in the 20 some odd years that we had our construction companies that really got offended when I got the notice of the owner. And I discovered pretty quickly the reason he got offended was they had no re no incentive to pay otherwise. And one was a pretty good size uh, developer and we did a lot of work for, mechanical, a bunch of plumbing and um, that sort of thing for a large project. And as the project moved on, he decided not to pay anything, didn't have to. He had forgot that we had sent the notice of the owner and we did get paid. And I want to just get this on a quick side note. Not everybody has the resources or the deep pockets. I just happen to have access to deep pockets. Enough said. One of the things that this particular developer said is, yeah, well, that's fine. You go ahead and file a lien. I'll just bond around it and outweigh you. And I said, oh, gee, please don't do that. I'm just a, just a dumb plumber. I'm not that bright, but I can lift heavy things. 
A few days later, I got a call from his banker and himself, and he was all upset. He said, I understand that you put a deposit in the bank, and you're going to foreclose on the entire million-dollar property. I said, yeah, I am. It's worth about $3 million, so I think if I can get it for a million, that's a good price, don't you? <laughs> so you can foreclose. If you don't have deep pockets, find somebody who does. And when he figured out that we had the ability to foreclose on the loan, guess what? We got paid. And I got paid my attorney's fees and my costs and so on and so forth. Okay, enough said. This particular job, I'm only mentioning this because it's this is a piece of reality. And if you're a little weak in the stomach, please fast forward and don't listen to this. On that same job, there were about 22 different subcontractors who didn't file the notice of intent to lien. And one was a, a brand new electrical contractor. I got to know the guy. He's just a real, real nice fellow. Um, I met his wife later, but I got to know him. And he says, I've got a wife and a couple of kids. And I said, Mr. X, file your notice of intent to lien. Oh, I don't want to irritate the developer. I said, it doesn't matter. If he's going to pay you anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, he was one of the ones that didn't get paid. And when he didn't get paid, guess what? He couldn't pay his labor. And all of his electricians quit. And he couldn't get material. And the developer said, well, you've got to finish the job. Otherwise, I'm not paying you at all. And you don't have a lien, so I guess you're kind of in a bad way. And there's a term called SOL. Um, he was out of luck. You know what the S stands for. I tried to work with him to identify ways that he could, you know, legitimately uh, do something and, and start putting some pressure on. Instead, um, I talked to him on a Friday afternoon, and he seemed really distraught, quite upset. And I said, well, let's let's have coffee tomorrow, you know, and, or at Starbucks, and we'll chat. Maybe I can help you out. I don't know, but there's, you know, it's, he's distraught. He says, I'm probably going to lose my business and my house. He said, and, and my family's going to be in a bad way. He said, but I do have a solution. And I said, look, Mr. X, I don't know what you're thinking, but please, please, please do not take a long-term solution to a short-term problem. Well, unfortunately, he did. That sunny night, he stuck a gun in his mouth, pulled the trigger, and killed himself. He was hoping that his life insurance would pay off and his family would be okay. Okay, I'm not a construction accountant. I'm not an insurance person. I don't know how these things work. I don't understand them. But all I know is the following Monday, the developer was happy and singing and thrilled and made sure everybody knew that all the rough end of the electrical was free because the contractor had obviously gone out of business. And in most states, if you go out of business as a contractor, and I'm at all states, most, in Washington State for sure, out of business, contractor can't collect and neither can his widow. So the developer was just happy. I mean, he was thrilled. Um, to say the least, I was very angry, but there wasn't anything I could do about it. Um, he, the electrician did take a long-term decision for a short-term problem. I'm sure he could have worked it out. Why am I sure? Because I've been broke. I've had problems in construction and other investments, and I've been down the tube more than once but I always pull myself back out. Okay, so if you're a contractor and you haven't gone down the tube, um, I hope you never do, but if you ever do, trust me, I've been there. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt, tattoo, sung a song about it. 
M-I-C-K-E-Y, and you know the rest. Okay? You can always rebuild and go again. So that's kind of a harsh story, and, and I, I hope nobody ever takes that, that method off, that way of doing things. Not a lot of contractors have. So please, please, please file your notice to the owner. Um, get that done. And I've got a thing on my website that, with a link to a place that's really good. It's, it's www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash lean, L-I-E-N. And there's a space there. I, I can't remember the name of the company, but uh, it's a really good company. You can talk to them. They do it subscription-based. And they'll file the lien. Notice been sent the lien for you. They'll file the lien. They'll do everything for you. It just takes a few minutes to set it up. It's a, it's a few bucks. It's worth it because they'll do it all. Enough said. Let's move forward. Just so we understand, construction bookkeeping is more than balancing the checkbook. Now, that's important. But receiving actual bills from your subcontractors, having a schedule on how and when you're going to pay subcontractors, and is it tied to the same schedule you're billing your client? Let's talk about money. Um, one of my favorite subjects, money. Funny how that works. Money in and money out. Just because you have money in the bank from the last project does not mean you should delay or ignore billing in your current projects. Remember, you have outstanding liabilities coming up. Here's what's coming. Material suppliers and 38 accounts. Credit card payment for purchases paid, already paid for. Payroll liabilities, sales tax liabilities, workers' compensation, liability insurance, vehicle insurance, vehicle payments, all kinds of things. So, let's discuss what the differences are. Money in boils down from five different areas. Estimates, which become job deposits. Invoice becomes customer payments. There's two sources of money. Loans from yourself, the owner, the contractor, and other people, friends and relatives, and banks, and other lending sources. That's a third source of money. And Another source of money is refunds. So you bought something at Home Depot, Lowe's, or a supplier, you didn't use it. For goodness sakes, take it back. That's a source of money in. Vendor refunds. Rebates. If you buy something and there's a rebate coupon, for the love of Pete, when you get home, get to the office, fill out the rebate form, either online, on paper, mail it, send it back. That's money in. There's five sources of money in. Just that simple. Money out. Well, guess what? There's five sources of money out. And the biggest source of money out for most contractors is payroll and payroll taxes. If you have labor, if you have people in your payroll, that's the biggest source of money out. The second biggest source, material. That's the vendors and suppliers. That's the second biggest source of money out. The other, one of the other groups of money out is the plans and permits, the cell phones, the fuel cost, um, all the direct construction costs for your business and indirect construction costs for your, your contracting company. That's called other. And then the fourth one is subcontractors and outsourced labor. Okay, that's another source of money out. Everything else is overhead. Five sources of money out. Now, I have yet to meet a contractor that, that tells me, and I can see it in his QuickBooks, his or her QuickBooks, where they have too much money. Oh my gosh, I got too much money. I don't know what to do with it all. Okay, when I come across a contractor that has... 100000 or more in their checking account. We talked to them about a sweep account at their bank so they can get interest on that money. But that's rare. 
I hope if you're listening to this podcast, I hope that you're doing very, very well and you've got plenty of money. Just bear in mind the three most important things in real estate is called location, location, location. Two acres in downtown Dallas, two acres in downtown New York, two acres in downtown Seattle, two acres in downtown LA have a completely different value than two acres in the Mojave Desert. In construction, there are three things you need to always do. And the one thing that is not one of these things, every contractor I've ever worked with or talked to, worth their salt, know exactly how to do their business. They, you know how to pour concrete, how to hang drywall, how to do plumbing. You know, if you're an electrician, you, 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 pull, you pull rope and bend pipe, you know. Everybody knows how to do their own trade. But the three most important things in construction, number one is get the money. Number two, let me think. Oh, get the money. Okay, the third thing that's most important in construction. Oh, that's right. Get the money. Money in because there's no limit to money going out. Now, there are some bigger costs like vehicle repairs, down payment, new vehicle, and the marketing budget for business cards, flyers, online advertising, upgrading, updating your website. Maybe you want to add GPS tracking or some software and, and add a construction accountant. It all takes money from someplace, even if it's the land credit. And please understand, the bank wants to see financials, not scribbled notes in the back of a brown paper bag or an Excel sheet. Okay, make sure your your financials make sense. Um, I'm going to go forward. Here's a few frequently asked questions from contractors that Sherry hears quite almost every day. One of the questions we hear a lot is, am I too small for your help? I'm just getting started. Our answer is no. No contractor is too small. We have a plan for the brand new existing small contractors. Sometimes we call them the weekend warriors. People may have a full-time job and they're doing a little handyman work on the side. We have a program that fits you perfectly. The other question we hear occasionally and quite a bit is, hey, shouldn't I learn to do all my bookkeeping before I turn it over to you? Um, our answer is no. It is not possible to be an expert in everything we do. Learning what receipts to keep is more important than learning how to put them in QuickBooks. The other question we get, and this is a really important one, please listen carefully. When I hire you, will you do everything for me? I'm sad to say my, the answer is no. You, you the contractor, you will continue to con control your money. We're here to help. But all the final decisions on how much to bid the job, what, when, and how much to invoice your client is your decision. We will not bid your jobs for you. We will not tell you how much to invoice. We'll, we'll work with you and we'll give recommendations on, on uh, payment schedules if you'd like. We're very good at that. But getting the money in, that's your decision. Getting money to the bank, that's your decision. And we'll help you to determine who to pay and when to pay. But understand, in the final analysis, that is also your decision. We'll make recommendations, but you make the final decision on who to pay and when to pay them. Okay, I want to touch on this very briefly. Um, we do all the bookkeeping, all the accounting, all the quarterly taxes, all the payroll taxes, all kinds of things. The two things we don't do is we don't dip into your checkbook and pay your bills or your taxes. The other thing we don't do, this is really important, is we do not fill out your annual tax return. 
And there was a president in the United States in the 1980s and had a wonderful phrase. He said, trust but verify. We're firm believers that you trust us, that we know what we're doing, we have your best interest at heart. And every year, once a year, right around April 15th or before, you take that QuickBooks report to somebody else, not us, somebody else, and have them fill out the tax return. And you might tell them this little phrase, hey, fast, easy accounting, Randall over there, and Sherry said that the sky is blue and the grass is green. They said that these, these reports, the balance sheet and the financial and the profit and loss, are accurate and make sense. You're the tax accountant, you're the external person. Do you agree? Does it make sense? Very powerful. Trust it, verify. Never let anybody touch your money. Um, that is just embezzlement looking to happen. Okay, so we don't. We'll support you every other way possible and how we make good decisions. Okay, now just so you know, we do work with a lot of contractors and their, their financial planners to help them get ready to transition out of their business. And there's all kinds of ways to structure your business so that when you get ready to retire, you can sell it for a nice chunk of change. And that's a wonderful feeling, let me tell you. It is marvelous. Um, I hope this is not the case for you, but um, there's a phrase for people who have boats and I guess I don't have a boat. I've never had a boat. But I've talked to people who have boats, and they say the two happiest days of a boat owner's life is the day he bought his boat and the day he sells it. Now, I've had several construction companies, and this is just me, not necessarily you, but the two happiest days of my construction companies was the day I started them and the day I sold them for a big pile of money. Those are both really good days. Okay, so I like to see you structure business in such a way you can sell it sometime in the future, that's totally up to you. Maybe you want to give it to your children or somebody else. But let's structure it, make sure it's running smoothly so you can you can do well. Now, a, a quick side note, we do have a document management system that links to your banks and credit card companies. And it receives it feeds, copies of the transactions after they cleared the bank, plus the monthly statements. Now this does not this is not the same as downloading from the bank into QuickBooks, which is just asking for trouble. Because when you're a contractor, you download from the bank, you're gonna really screw up your QuickBooks bad. Don't do that. We have a document management system that it manages it, downloads it into a paperless server, and then our bookkeepers work with three screens and they can see the transaction and put it correctly where it belongs. But we still need to receive the customer invoices that you send out. We do provide our clients with a standalone invoice built on Excel. Now, coming soon, and this is um, June of 2017, and we're evaluating a web-based software that works with QuickBooks Desktop for dispatching and invoicing. And it looks powerful. We're still testing it, and I believe we're gonna get involved in that probably sometime uh, next week. And we'll keep you posted on the progress. The problem is that not all software works as well as advertised. And that's why, which is why we test, test, test before using it and recommending it. This one looks really good. So, to recap, the only money we touch is our fees. We auto receive monthly outsourced uh, accounting services on the first day of the month, or we auto receive weekly outsourced accounting bookkeeping services on Monday of each week. We have other customer service options available. Now, we do have a cloud hosting service, which is available for clients who want to do all their own accounting and bookkeeping would be on our server for web-based access and for us to occasionally review and support. 
if you have a server in your office, we can dial in and do review and support as well. Now, for the contractors who like the DIY and they like doing it yourself, we get this question occasionally. Hey, can we just buy the chart of accounts you guys use? Can we just buy the setup? The answer is yes. I encourage you to take a peek at www.fasteasyaccountingstore.com and you'll find hundreds of contractor QuickBooks setups, chart of accounts, all kinds of different products that you can use to enhance and in and get more value of your existing QuickBooks accounting system. Now, consulting is always available to outsourcing clients, hosting clients, and fast, easy accounting store clients. So if you need some consulting, you don't have to be an outsourced client or even a hosted client. Go to fasteasyaccountingstore.com, and we offer consulting as well for everybody. But we're looking forward to being of assistance to you as the options best fit your needs. And I trust you enjoy your day. I hope this podcast helps you understand that outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping service to us is about more than just doing the bookkeeping. It's about taking a holistic approach to your entire construction company and helping support you as a contractor and as a person. We understand the good, the bad, and the ugly about owning and operating construction companies because we've had several of them. And we sincerely care about you and your construction company. That's all I have for now. Please do me the honor of commenting and rating the podcast on whatever medium you're listening to it on. And feel free to tell me what you liked and didn't like and tell as you see it, because your feedback is crucial and I thank you in advance. It is our firm belief, our mission, our mantra here at Fast Ease Accounting that contractors like you deserve to be wealthy because you, you, I said you, bring value to other people's lives. And I mean that sincerely. This is one more example of how Fast Easy Accounting is helping construction company owners all across the USA, including Alaska and Hawaii, put more money in the bank to operate and grow your construction company or even your handyman company, whatever it is. The reason is construction accounting is not rocket science. It is a lot harder than that and a lot more valuable to people like you. So please stop missing out. By the way, if you would like to learn what makes construction accounting so much different from regular accounting, I invite you to visit www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash CA. I've got a whole document there you can download and read at your convenience. And please feel free to call Sherry at 206-361-3950 or email her S-H-A-R-I-E at fasteasyaccounting.com and schedule your no-charge, one-hour consultation. Profit contractors and construction company owners have known the value of outsourced bookkeeping services and contractor coaching services like ours for a very long time. And now you know about it too. And by the way, I'm going to repeat that phone number because sometimes I say it too quick and I apologize for that. It is 206 361-3950 or you can email her s-h-a-r-i-e at fasteasyaccounting.com Now, if you're thinking about outsourcing your contractor's bookkeeping services, 
you're invited to download a guide to finding the right contractor bookkeeping service to fit your particular situation. And you can find that at www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash HS. Thank you very much. Hope you understand. We really do care about you and all contractors, regardless of whether or not you're ever hire services. Bye for now. Until our next episode here on the Contractor Success Map Podcast, where we remove contractors' unique paperwork frustrations. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free, just for you.